Welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast, where our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. We're on one mission, to raise up a generation of powerful believers through the relevant teaching of God's Word. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I'm your host, AJ. Let's get into the episode. Good morning. This is your wake-up call. Wake-up call 033, Inheritance. Wake up call zero three three inheritance. Hey, I'm so thankful that you're listening, whether you're on the podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and now YouTube. Hey, and I'm thankful for everyone that's sharing. I really appreciate uh, when you share the uh, the wake up calls, the podcast episodes, the reels. Really appreciate that um, because it, my sole purpose at Faith for My Generation is to build a resource of teaching that will strengthen Christians and believers to walk close and closer to the Lord. So thank you, thank you for helping me do that. All right, let's get to the wake-up call. Wake-up call 033, inheritance. I want to go to Acts 20, verse 32. Um, some of you know this. You may not. If you're on TikTok, come find me on TikTok. The handle is the AJ Bible, And uh, I do streams on there a lot. I've been streaming consistently for about, I don't know, past six, seven weeks usually Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, around 11 a.m. is when I stream Eastern Standard Time. And uh, there's a lot of interesting things that take place over there. A lot of, a lot of, I want to say it's a really good harvest field. I'll put it that way. A lot of interesting comments. Uh, some not so, so loving and kind, but that's okay. <laughs> that's who I'm trying to reach. I'm trying to reach everyone with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, not just live in an echo chamber of believers, I make this point because I, I had this idea that the Lord put on my heart when I had the opportunity, you have to reach a certain level of followers to stream on TikTok, and I had this idea, hey, I'm just going to get on there and read the Bible and then talk about it. Uh, I do a lot of studying for whether I'm teaching or preaching at church, uh, lead a men's Bible study, the wake-up calls, the longer episodes on the podcast channel. I study for all those. Uh, but with this stream, I just get on there and I just do a portion of my daily reading, which right now I just finished the book of Acts, but I've read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts while I'm just streaming on there and just talk about things as the Lord leads me or things that I find interesting uh, through my reading. One of those verses that I hit was Acts 20, verse 32, and that's the text. That's the main key verse for this wake-up call, Acts 20, 32. I'll read it. It says this, So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of His grace. So the word of God, the Bible, is the word of God's grace. You want to receive grace from God? You know, Ephesians 1, 2, grace to you and peace. Um, I'm st we're studying through the book of Ephesians in, the, in our men's Bible study at our church. And we just studied that earlier this week on Saturday. Grace to you. That's not just like, oh, I hope you're having a great day. It's like the grace of God be imputed, be delivered to you by the Holy Spirit. That's what's happening here. The word of God is the word of his grace. You want to receive grace from the Lord? Fill your heart and your mind with his word. What is grace? Spiritual empowerment to do what God's commanded you to do. So now, brethren, I commend to you, to God, commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Now, I've talked many times before. In fact, I guess it was last year, November of the year 21, I did a live stream series um, 
12 life-changing characteristics of the Word of God. You can find that on the Gospel Tabernacle podcast. I think on the on this podcast channel as well, I believe on there. And of course, the Gospel Tabernacle YouTube channel. I know it's up there. 12 life-changing characteristics of the Word of God. And I went through how the Word of God carries within itself characteristics and a nature that does certain things in your life. I'll explain what I mean. Jeremiah 23 uh, or 29, Jeremiah chapter 29 tells us that the Word of God is like a hammer and it's like fire. Well, we understand, and I've mentioned this before, uh, also the book of Psalms, Psalms 119, the Word of God is like a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. So the Word of God's a fire, a hammer, a lamp, and you can keep going on. Hebrews 4.12, the Word of God is a two-edged sword. Um, Habakkuk, verse th- uh, chapter 3, the Word of God is like a bow with, with uh, polished arrows. And there's lots of different analogies, illustrations the Bible gives us. Well, the Word of God is like a hammer. So what will a hammer do? It does generally two broad things. You can take a hammer and swing it to destroy something, knock something down, demolition something, destroy something. The Word of God destroys the work of the devil. Or you can use a hammer to build, construct, build a house, build a home, build a garage, build something. The Word of God builds an unshakable life. Jesus tells us that in Matthew chapter 7. There's two houses that are built in Matthew chapter 7. The houses are the same, and then they both experience the same exact storm. The same wind, the same flooding, the same storm. The only difference is one house is built on a rock for a foundation. The other house is built on sand. And Jesus said, he who hears my word doesn't do them, is the house on sand. You fall, you crumble. Under pressure, you fall over. You may look like everyone else, but the time the storm hits, that's it. It's over. But the person that hear and does the Word of God, not just hear, but hears and does the Word of God, they're the house that is built on the foundation on a rock, and they have an unshakable life. We've talked about that before. What I want to hone in is the last part of this. So the Word of God is able to build you up, Notice this, and give you an inheritance. Give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. You have an inheritance in Christ Jesus. You have an inheritance in Christ Jesus. Now, how does an inheritance work? Well, it's simple. There is someone who has possessions, has things, and they write a, a, the, their last will and testament. They write a will, their last will and testament. It's a legal document. And, and for instance, for me, I have a will. I, so I have beneficiaries of that will. I have uh, people who will receive the benefits based upon this will. So what I have at this point in my life, everything, if I were to pass away, it all goes to my wife. Right? And so a will states legally who is to receive my stuff. Well, at the point of death, the stuff, the inheritance is dispersed. Maybe you've experienced that. Maybe you've had a parent or a grandparent. Or, or maybe you're one of those people that have the long-lost rich uncle somewhere. And the long-lost rich uncle passes away. And you've only seen him a couple times, but somehow you made a great impression on them. And that long-lost rich uncle loved you so much, he left you the 10 oil fields out in Texas. 
and you became a multimillionaire overnight, right? That's, that's, some, that's a story made for the movies. <laughs> He's left an inheritance. An inheritance is dispersed once someone dies. Stick with me here. The New Testament, Testament, last will and testament. The New Testament, among many things, is a legal document written to you, a Christian, a portion of the body of, the, of Christ, the church. The last will and testament has been given. It's a document under the authority of God. And who has left it to you? Christ. And Christ did what on the cross? He died on the cross. The death of Christ and then the power of his... And then, of course, he didn't stay dead. Resurrected three days later, he's now seated at the right hand of the Father, ever making intercession for you and me, praying for us. But his death legally made way for the inheritance of God to be given to you. The things that God desired to give you and do in your life, some of those could not be done until the death of Christ. For instance, let me show you this. We'll, uh, we'll diverge from the notes right here. John chapter 7. John chapter 7. I know it was, I think it's verse 37 is where I want to start. John said, yeah, verse 37. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water, verse 39, but this he spoke concerning the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Christ had to die so that some things could take place. Jesus tells us in the Gospels, he says, if you were to take wine and put it in a new wine, in an old wine skin, now of course, in that day and age, much of the liquid in this particular example or illustration Jesus gives is wine. And the skin is literal animal skin. It's tanned leather. It's leather hide that's been tanned, waterproof, and they would fill it up with wine. Well, wine, new wine has a fermentation process. Over time, that wine ferments. And when it ferments, there's gases that are released. Well, that chemical process of fermentation produces gases that will stretch out that brand new animal skin, that, that bladder of animal skin. It, will, it gets stretched over time. And Jesus said, no one puts new wine in an old skin. Because if you put new wine in an old skin... That fermentation process that takes place will stretch the skin and cause it to burst. He said, you only put new wine in a new skin. One of the reasons you were saved, it was so that the Holy Spirit could fill you with His power and His might. Because if you weren't made a new wine skin, a new vessel, literally you would pop. <laughs> the power of God. Uh, in the Old Testament, we see the anointing of God rest on some people, upon some people. You see, it's interesting. Look at the Old Testament. Moses, uh, Enoch, uh, different people, uh, Daniel, Elijah, the, the anoint Samson, the anointing of the Holy Spirit was on them. Like, like you put clothes, like a coat was put on 
the anointing was on them. Now, they did great, mighty, and miraculous things in the power of God. But in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. 1 Corinthians 6, Know you not that your bodies are a temple of the Holy Ghost? The Holy Spirit, Spirit dwells in you. But He couldn't dwell in you until you were made new. And so there were some things that had to take place or before Jesus could do some things in your life, he had to die. But when he died legally, the debt of sin on our behalf was paid. When you believe on Jesus, you receive the benefit of him paying the debt of sin. And you become a partaker of the inheritance of Christ. You receive what has been stored up for you. It's no different than when you go into as a probate before the probate judge, and he says, and he reads the wheel, and the wheel's read, and things are dispersed. Well, things can be dispersed, but if you're not there, you'll never receive it. Once you receive salvation, you're now in the room for the dispersion of the inheritance. Well, what have you inherited? What have you inherited? Ephesians 1 3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. There's the condition. That's the factor. To receive every spiritual blessing, you have to be in Christ. You have to be born again. When you're born again, you are now a recipient of the inheritance that God has legally given to his children. Galatians 4 tells us we receive the adoption of sons. We are brought into the family of God. And when we're brought into the family of God, the NET version, I just read it earlier this morning, the NET Bible says that we receive the adoption of sons with full rights. We receive everything that God's give, everything that God has afforded to us through the sacrifice of Christ on the cross is given to us. Every spiritual blessing Romans, Romans 8, 31 and 32 says this, and this is, my goodness, this is so powerful, the, the revelation of this, the understanding of what God has poured out to you through Christ. Verse 31, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? God has given you all things freely in Christ Jesus. And some people, they're willing to accept Christ and salvation, but they think all the benefits, Psalms 103, this, this will tie in really good as well. Man, we're going, off, we're going off the trail today, but that's all right. Thank the Lord. Psalms 103, verse 2. Bless the Lord and forget not all his benefits who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Well, notice that. Forgiveness of sin, healing of diseases, redemption from destruction, crowned with loving kindness and tender mercy, satisfies your mouth with good things, renewed strength, Man, that, that touches your spirit, your soul, and your body. That's what we've been given in Christ Jesus. If he has given us his highest Christ, what other thing would he withhold now? And in God's nature as being 
provider. He doesn't withhold anything from us. But we must receive everything that we receive, we receive through being in Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1.18, this is a prayer that the eyes of your understanding, excuse me, let me start over. I'm getting excited here. <laughs> Ephesians 1.18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Well, verse 14 tells us that we receive the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee or the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Everything that we receive because we are in Christ is by the working of the Holy Spirit in us. It is the working of the Holy Spirit, the presence of the living God indwelling in you, and he you receive it by faith, but the power that brings about these supernatural blessings comes by way of the Holy Spirit working in your life. Faith, I'll put it this way. I did a, a class at, at our church not too long ago, and I mentioned it this way. I, I think it's a good analogy. At least it helps me understand it. Faith is like the pipes in your house. Faith is like the pipes in your house. The Holy Spirit, though, he is the, He's like the source of water. So when you open up the valve, the pipes, the pipes is what the water, you know, you have pipes in your house, and as long as the main valve is open at the road, the water's going to flow in your house, fill up those pipes, and it's there, it's available. Those pipes are faith. The knobs that you turn, that's faith. But the source of water... And I, where we live, it's coming from, from Lake Raven, a local place where they, they filter and clean water and send it out to everybody. That source of water, that's the Holy Spirit. And the water in the pipe, that's the power of the Holy Spirit. But the pipes and the valves and the, the turnoffs, that's faith. So open up the turnoffs. <laughs> open up the valves. Lay the pipe. Have faith in God. And let the work of the Holy Spirit flow in your life. Because everything you're going to receive from God, everything that's been paid for by the work of Christ is done in your life by the Holy Spirit. And the Word of God gives you understanding, knowledge, and a target to set your faith on. So I wrote down, I wrote down about 15, 16 benefits right here. I'm just going to list them off. What are some spiritual blessings? Because when I say spiritual blessings, some people immediately think, oh, well, that's just something I'll get in heaven. Everything you receive right now is a spiritual blessing. Before anything takes place, some people don't understand this, before anything that takes place on the earth, it first happened in the spirit realm. It's just that simple. Nations shift and shake because of prayers prayed or deceptions and lies. But first, something happened in the spirit that manipulated or shook or moved a nation. People's hearts are softened by the power of God, and then they repent. But something first took place in the spiritual, and then the life change happened in the natural. So every spiritual, these are spiritual blessings. What I'm about to lift, list off, some of, you, some of you, these that you'll hear, you think, well, yeah, that's spiritual. But some you might hear and think, wow, that's spiritual? Yes, because everything that takes place in your life first happened in the spirit realm 
These are some spiritual blessings. This isn't a full, complete list by any means, but these are just some that came to mind. Spiritual blessings that you've received, and this is part of your inheritance package. Life, eternal life, peace, joy, righteousness, holiness, protection, angelic protection when you're driving out of here on the crazy roads, flying, traveling, going to stores, when your kids go to school, when you go to school, you're a young person, you're going to school, you don't have to be afraid of being gunned down in your school. Angels are protecting you. Provision, financial provision. The Lord knows what you have need of. Believe it, receive it. In Jesus' name, healing in your body. We saw that one, Psalms 103, healing of all diseases. Boldness, wisdom, knowing what to do, when to do, how to do it, where to go, where to be, who to interact with, who to connect with. Open doors, opening up of job opportunities, ministry callings, uh, uh, new relationships, marriage. You want to be married? That's part of the inheritance package. Marriage is God's idea. Proverbs 8.22, he who finds a wife has found a good thing and has obtained favor from the Lord. You've obtained favor from God. Amen. Believe him to take you and you to, to your spouse. Children. Children are an inheritance of God. Very natural, but that's a spiritual blessing. Spiritual growth, long life on the earth, restoration, restoration of your mind, your heart, your body, of children, wayward children, of parents who don't believe in the Lord, but restoring them to Christ. Restoration in your in relationships, in your life. Just a few. Those are some that came to my mind. So be encouraged. Lay a hold of your spiritual inheritance. Receive it by faith. Let the work of the Holy Spirit do something miraculous in your life. Hey, I'm so thankful that you've listened today. Make sure to share this with someone. If it's something as simple as just copying the link in the podcast and texting it to a friend or sending it on Messenger to someone that you know that would enjoy it, I'd appreciate if you could do that. Really would. And until next time, remember, we are the faithful. See you next time. God bless. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Faith for My Generation podcast. Remember, every Monday I've got a brand new wake-up call for you, and every Thursday I've got a brand new episode right here on Faith for My Generation podcast. And remember, we are the faithful.